0: Four of these? Uh Well, I drank four of the Monster. The Monsters, okay. Yeah, and that, I wouldn't recommend doing that. I, I would. I mean, those have a kick to them, too. I don't know if you've tried these, but these also... I don't think so. Every once in a while, I'll drink one of these, and I feel like I can feel it eating me. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, my insides uh-huh. are turning acidic
1: mm-hmm. yeah after you once you develop like a consistent habit you won't start feeling that until like the second one of the day maybe yeah and since i i did like three probably within four or five hours and then i had a fourth one and uh and it was towards the end of that fourth one like my body started to hurt i could feel my head like <laughs> like you're not getting enough water man
0: caffeine drinks aren't proper sustenance yeah <laughs> yeah this has This does it with... I mean, I assume there's caffeine in it too, but it's like creatine and BCAAs. Mm -hmm. And like taurine and... Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of vitamin B, which is, you know,
1: like, theoretically, it's fine. I mean, the worst thing it's going to do to you in the short term is the same thing that too much coffee could do to you. You know, you'll get, like, nerve toxicity, but that wears off after several hours a day. It's not, like, high-impact, long-term damage, but if you keep doing it all the time, it's going to do some damage. <laughs> Sounds fine to me. <laughs> yeah. But I take a it sip. Bottoms
0: up. Live recording of me dying right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's... it's
0: this podcast is brought to you by Bang Energy Drinks, <laughs> unofficial sponsors of the NWA podcast. At least it's not White Claw today. This is like uh, this is
1: that, is this a, a relatively new thing? The White Claw thing.
0: I mean, I don't know how long they've been around, but they're super popular now.
1: Is it like the Zima of 2019? I think so.
0: <laughs> I think so. It's just also the thing that's really killing it with it. And I, you know, I wasn't old enough really when Zima was around yeah, to was, know like early 90s. Yeah, uh, but White Claw is very low calorie. Mm. So you get your alcohol, it's still like 5%. Mm. So it's as much as like a Budweiser, but calorie content's probably, you know, 50 to a hundred calories less. And so. so
1: one thing I can tell you about the Monster is that I think, I think a normal cup of coffee has like 78, 80 grams of caffeine or milligrams. I don't remember the measurement, the unit, but uh, the Monster is more than twice that. And, and also, I'm not sure about those things, but a can of Monster is actually two servings. Wow. You're only supposed to drink half of it.
0: Well, this does say serving size one can. Oh,
1: well, that's got to be a little bit better
0: for you. Maybe. I uh, may just have to leave all this in so that the <laughs> podcast is educational. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this this is a service in- announcement <laughs> brought to you by NWA Podcast. Uh, kids don't kill yourself out there with these energy drinks. Use White Claw. <laughs> this is not a better alternative. I'm just going to start. Well, hello, I'm Gary Horde, and this, this is the NWA, a podcast celebrating the past, present, the future, the history, the legacy, tradition, the whole thing of one of the greatest pro wrestling entities of all time, the National Wrestling Alliance. And in this episode, you've stepped onto another YouTube rewatch, or into, maybe onto is not the right word. You got up on. You got up on another YouTube rewatch. So for those who don't know, these are episodes where we take a look back and discuss the road so far since the holiest of holy days, May 1st, 2017, or October 1st, 2017, depending on where you look, when Mr. William Patrick Corgid purchased the oldest pro wrestling promotion in existence, and he and David Lagana begin crafting a story for this promotion leading right to their official first show tapings that are coming up on September 30th, October 1st in Atlanta, GA. General admission tickets are already sold out, by the way. As always, I don't like to go it alone on these episodes. I like to include someone who maybe doesn't know what they're getting into. And I don't. Yeah. But for a promotion such as this to survive, they need support. They need fans. And really, wrestling as a whole needs to create new fans. So I like to find some poor soul and make them watch the NWA for the first time. Maybe they're lapsed wrestling fans. Maybe they're current wrestling fans, but just for different stuff. Or maybe, just maybe, they've never watched wrestling at all. In any case... They're gracious enough to sit down with me for a bit and discuss openly with me what they've seen and what they thought. It's also fun to come at this thing from a whole different perspective. So, so far, we've had bartenders, nerd podcast hosts, stand-up comedians, (laughs) professional (laughs) noisemakers. I'm a fully artist. (laughs) Um... We've even had a straightforward business professional on the show before. My interest for this, I've really got to work on it. They're always too long, but I feel like I have to explain what's going on here sometimes, and because uh, I do like a weekly show, and I do these. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta distinguish. Yeah, but anyway, this week we have an artist slash photographer on social medias. He's better known as Other Organisms. I'm talking about John Paul Newton. He's talking about me. Yeah, hey, JP. Hey, Gary. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, thanks for sticking around through that ridiculous intro. I thought, I thought you and I both did a great job. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm going to have to just have you in for every intro from here on out. JP, are you an artist or a photographer? Are I, they
1: say the same thing? I, I like that you you did make the distinction so yeah. that all you photographers out there know you're not shit. I mean I think that they I, I I group it all under one umbrella uh, I sometimes I prefer the term creator just creator. When being self-deprecating but uh yeah I mean you know I guess there's a difference between and you you know maybe it depends just on what kind of photography you're doing there's there's you know like in the mall shooting on a backdrop photography and and you might not call that very artistic it tends to be kind of formulaic um but even the stuff that you would expect to be kind of formulaic can still have an artistic touch to it i mean you, you know you look at the flourishing of wedding photography that's that's come around in the last few years there really are a lot of wedding photographers oh, aren't man. there yeah it's, it's a pretty saturated and, and and like infant photographers and uh so i you know i think that probably one of the best markets to get into maybe if you're just starting out as a, a professional semi-professional photographer would be food photography because oh yeah that's a thing, and you don't see many people out there just saying, like, hey, I do food photography. It's always, let me shoot your wedding, let me shoot your prom, let me shoot your uh, bachelor. I guess that doesn't <laughs> happen very often. Um, but yeah, it's, there's a whole different kind of discipline to it that uh, I've been meaning to look into just so that I could maybe expand my skill set and have more opportunities. But you know, he's got the time. Well, your stuff is is very distinct right now. I'm no, not. I, I mean, uh, yeah, and that doesn't you know for those listening doesn't mean good. It just means different. That's.
0: Um, I feel like you're trying to take my compliment and twist it, uh, but
1: I did it very conscientiously.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and I don't. I mean, I guess it didn't come across like necessarily. A, compliment i mean i think your stuff is very good i own some of your stuff you do so you do you've been very supportive i try and so what would you describe what you do as you may not have been expecting these kind of questions but well, I, just I, like,
1: I mean to be fair if i'm gonna do it i should always be expecting these kind of questions that's a good point just uh you, you keeping you warmed up yeah <laughs> when you say how would i describe what i do do you mean in terms of photography or the whole the whole thing Uh, the whole thing
0: because you've got well I would say even like your non-photography stuff like has like similar feel to it, sort of.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's all, there are, I guess, very particular themes that pop up a lot in everything. With the photos, I'm mostly, th- there's a, a saying shoot with the heart, not with the head, right? So if you're out there thinking about, or, or overthinking even, um, aperture, shutter speed, yada, 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 you might miss a very special moment. Or sometimes, you know, even the uh, the best photos are the ones that you fuck up. Right. Um, especially in a dark room. I bet you could do some really fucked up yeah, photos can, of, like, Ric Flair. Yeah, I, I I I can screw up some photos, man. Uh, And they look great. Uh, there, there is a particular list of themes that, that does come around pretty frequently. Um, a lot of it just kind of is about I would I would say being haunted by something in one way or another. Now it, it manifests in different ways. Sometimes it's a little bit more gnarly or grotesque, and sometimes it's more poetic and and atmospheric. But it all it it's essentially about whatever ghosts are chasing me at any point.
0: I mean, obviously, this podcast is about wrestling, but I wanted to give you a chance to talk a little bit about your stuff too because we definitely want to promote you. Oh, thank and you. I think, despite the reputation, a lot of times. I feel like wrestling does have some crossover with people that would appreciate artistic endeavors and that sort of thing. Obviously, there is the uh, side of wrestling that is what everybody expects. It's like, yeah, we're, we're going to watch this and then we're going to get drunk on Bud Lights and go yeah. mudding. Yeah, but,
1: I mean it's you know stereotypes exist for a reason.
0: Yeah, um, and there's
1: you know even even the stuff that I was watching of the NWA, which is um, I, I would say I guess a little bit more on the minimalist side. Yeah, you know, definitely it definitely is right now. It still comes with a it's it's like it's got a side of cheese to it. You know, it, it, they don't and they're it's not like they do it uh, self consciously. You know, they're aware of what they're doing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's only bad if it's cheesy and you don't know it's cheesy. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know? well, I mean this this whole thing so that the, the Guy David Lagan and not everybody knows this, but he he was a, a writer in you know Hollywood kind of writer, and he ended up working for WWE, the big company. But I mean, before that, he was working on stuff like I mean, he was a show writer for Friends and stuff like that. That is not what I would have expected at yeah. all. Yeah,
1: that's that's unusual. Yeah, so so of he's, course Billy Corgan.
0: I yeah, have, you know. a lot of people know who Billy Corgan <sighs> is. So. They come at it from, well, I mean, that right there, I mean, Billy Corgan's like a quirky personality, or I don't think, yeah, I yeah. May guess that's the word for yeah, it. Yeah, no, I he's, think he's eccentric, you might say. Yeah, so, I mean, and but a very artistic individual, yes. and so you might not expect that he's a huge wrestling fan, right, like right. right off the bat. So these these two guys come at it from different perspectives, too, so I I think there's... There's something to be found there, and they definitely are approaching it and, like, not throwing millions of dollars into it, trying to make some huge production. Instead, they've got, like, David Lagana going around with the camera just trying to capture, a lot of times, I think, like, authentic feelings yeah, or em- yeah. uh, emotions like people talking about yeah keep it a little the, more grounded not the the
1: huge spectacle that that the bigger organizations exactly. have become and i guess it, i mean if there's one thing it, i guess what it would come back to uh, particularly with uh, david lagano is that
0: what you yeah david Logano,
1: mm-hmm. uh and and corgan and then you say you know you you mentioned that there are lots of uh, different kinds of people that watch it you know and, and if they're creative types i mean i, I guess we all kind of started those of us that have any history with it, we all kind of started as kids, right? Right, and uh, so that much like making anything in a, in any creative sense, it all comes back to you know the people that do it best are the ones that kind of maintain that that childlike sense of wonder. Do
0: you have any history with wrestling
1: at all? Like, did you ever watch it? Were you ever into it? Or? Well, it was a, a dark night on the south side of Chicago, and wrestling was drinking alone in a bar, dutifully nursing a Miller Light, <laughs> as you would expect, <laughs> and I walked in. Um, My stepfather was the one I think who introduced it to me. It, it could not have possibly been my real father, I know that, or my mother, <laughs> um, because it just doesn't appeal to either of them on any level, and, and I wouldn't, that you know, that wouldn't surprise me. But it was, I was very young, and it was one of the few things that I remember him doing around the house was sitting around and watching wrestling. But it was, I think it was, w, was it WWF at the time? Yeah, probably. Like late 80s, early 90s? Yeah, it would have been WWF. WCW, I don't remember when, w, I, don't, I don't know the difference between them exactly. Exactly, or w- which preceded the other, but I, I remember I, <laughs> I liked it enough that I got wrestling buddies for Christmas at, at from both my mom and my dad. One was the Ultimate Warrior, and one was Hulk Hogan. Nice. Uh, and then I guess I kind of forgot about it for a little while as I got older, and then another friend turned me back onto it late in middle school, and that was I think that was kind of a, a bonding thing for us, and it gave me something to do with him and his friends on on weekend nights when they would have the the big like pay-per-views, you know. Right, right. Um, and so it that, was like the the first experience of the uh kind of like the communal almost like a party thing. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. You know, you're young enough that it's not really a party. Um <laughs> I mean it's still, you know, it's Nobody here. brought the Coke yet. Yeah, there's anything. yeah <laughs> we weren't mainlining hash yet. But uh yeah and it I guess it went from that that was that was around the time that that Sting decided he was the crow. And oh, yeah. came back, uh, and and that whole kind of iteration, and we got far enough into it then that I actually I did see now this I'm pretty sure it was a WCW match at the Sting uh, would have been WCW yeah, yeah yeah and he was he was at this match it was at the old um, the old Greenville Braves Ball Field and then I forgot about it again altogether until uh, I started you know showing up at your place and Justin's place for y'all's you know big pay per view blowouts.
0: Which have been a lot of fun.
1: And that's yeah. that it kind of reminds me of, of the whole reason I enjoyed it as much in the first place. You know, it's uh, it's just something to bring people together.
0: Yeah, I do like that part about it. It's a lot of fun. I mean, even from this podcast, I mean, wrestling fans, a lot of times, I mean, obviously, again, it depends, but um, some of them are very particular and obnoxious. But, uh, <laughs> well, and that's any sport. Yeah. Know? But, uh, or concert. I made a lot of friends already just from this podcast, just online, just like people, just like you said, like this communal feeling, like we have something we like together. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it bonds all of you in,
1: in some essential way.
0: Yeah, and especially with something like this, the NWA stuff, which is more within the wrestling world, like even more niche, you yeah. know, like because it's just a smaller company right now.
1: Yeah, and I'm even going back and watching those, um, the YouTube rewatches, I didn't realize that uh, like Dusty Rhodes and uh, Ric Flair, that that was where I guess well, I guess where they got their start before it became WWF yeah. and WCW. And
0: Well, so I, I hope to in the podcast, I'm going to start digging into like more historical stuff to try to explain that to people because I'm also myself still learning mm-hmm. a lot of it. But yeah, essentially back in the day, this is predating WWF. Or anything. WCW was an offshoot of the NWA, okay. by the way. But there were territories, you know. Before like cable, like you, you didn't have like national television broadcasts, really. You know, you had like your local areas, like and, the SEC and, and stuff yeah. like that. And, and yeah, yeah, exactly. So several promoters got together basically one day in a hotel, decided they were gonna form a almost a gang of people, and they were like, "This is the National Wrestling Alliance. We all get together, we vote, and whoever we say is the champion, and that person will." tour around to our promotions you know you got your guy in the southeast you got your guy in texas you got your guy up in st louis you got your guy over in the east or whatever Mm. anyway so long story short basically the world champion would travel and go there and it had to be somebody specially selected uh we actually kind of get into that a little later here when it gets to the jim Cornette but he talks some about that but they all worked together to help each other out if somebody needed a little boost in ticket sales they'd share talent back and forth and stuff but then they also agreed to never step foot in the other one's promotions or territories while that was going on so it was like like a a
1: wrestling mafia
0: literally it becomes that (laughs) yes Yes,
1: that's that's (laughs) kind of the impression i've gotten
0: oh yeah anybody else tries to start up eventually then they can all work together to crush you yeah and yeah and so that's the the darker past of the NWA, but uh, yeah, that's something I really want to get into eventually on the podcast. It sounds like a noir film. Yeah. So for those that don't know, over on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash the NWA pod, I've curated specific playlists of NWA content that kind of help us take a step-by-step approach to catching everybody up on where the modern version of this promotion is currently. On those playlists, JP, I believe you watched playlist number eight. I did number eight. Did you only watch number eight or did you watch anything else? Or I started off
1: watching a little bit of... Uh- of number seven when we were still figuring out who was gonna go in what slot when I started number eight I realized number eight was uh, a fair bit longer than number seven so I just focused on number eight but I, I was curious what what system did you have for for
0: separating the playlists generally speaking I was trying to go for something is it when, like a linear kind of yeah I was trying to keep it linear because sometimes the videos can be confusing like hmm. if you just go over to the NWA's page it can kind of get a little wonky together. Yeah. But then I also was trying to do it for like specific moments that happen. Right. Uh, right. The critical things. Yeah. So Maddie was on this last one. And when we last left the NWA, it was like one of their biggest moments in history since, I don't know, maybe the eighties, but definitely since Billy purchased it in 2017, it was just a large build to Nick Aldis versus Cody Rhodes. The first time at this big event called all in basically You know, from from when you've watched wrestling, the WWE is basically it now. I mean, there are smaller independent promotions around the country, around the world, but nobody's, like, on the level of this global machine that it's become. What the last playlist mostly dealt with is the build of this pay-per-view that was a coming together of several independent promotions or, like, independent wrestlers working together to Cody Rhodes being the main one, taking a bet that he could create something, like, make a huge event and he and his friends did and it was all in and one of the big things they built around was him going for the nwa title that his father had held so he is related to dusty yeah he is okay for real yeah real life his son okay so when we last talked about it on this show so cody won the nwa world's heavyweight championship now this is the belt that's been around since Seventies. That's the, the ten pounds of gold. The ten pounds of gold. Yeah. So it's it's got like a huge legacy, and like I said, the NWA started in like nineteen forty eight. So this company's been going for a long, long time. Oh, I didn't I didn't realize it even went back that far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I think the oldest maybe, but it had kind of been dead, sort of dormant. I guess you would say would be the word. People would use the name just to try to get like whatever life out of it they could. Right. For those that were around long enough to know, or yeah, like the exactly. diehards. And uh, when Billy came in, he kind of bought complete rights to everything involving the NWA and kind of shut all of that down. Now, does he prefer when he's when he's
1: associating himself with the NWA? Does he prefer to go by William Patrick Court? Because I've seen that come up more than once. Yeah, it's it's weird. It, it happens throughout. Now I see him mostly like the guys uh, will refer to him as Billy, and yeah. then, like especially Cody, I think does it a lot. But. Yeah, I
0: follow him on Instagram and people seem to say Billy a lot and he seems okay with it. I think somebody specifically asked him that not too long ago and he was like, I'm Billy. And yeah, uh, yeah. So I think what what was, you? Yeah, I think what was happening at the time is like he, had, he did have a solo album come out mm-hmm. under William Patrick Corgan mm-hmm. and uh, so I think he... Okay, I think that makes it, sense. I think a lot of that happened there, but...
1: I, and I mean, I don't know. I guess any effort to try to distance himself from the Smashing Pumpkins is
0: going to fail miserably. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's... He's he's the man with the smashing pumpkin. He is the pumpkin yeah I don't I don't think he's trying to distance himself from them though well like, not and,
1: necessarily distance but but to create something that is separate and not just looped under the earth uh, lumped into
0: that I get what you're saying I was about to say yeah actually I think they just wrapped up a tour so yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so doing yeah, yeah. a great job if he's trying to separate we, we know
1: people that went to see them I'm
0: pretty sure yeah we do now we're gonna find out what happens next in the saga of Cody Rhodes and where he goes from here so that leads us into video number one why did Tim Storm snap well looks like we're gonna have to wait on Cody Rhodes because this is it's not about him, this first one, but yeah,
1: no, this is about uh, and what's his name, professional. Peter Avalon. Peter yeah. Avalon. That guy, that guy looks like a, a he, he nails the whole wrestling villain thing. Like, he, does. he does. it very well. He looks like a fucking sleazeball. <laughs> I'm sure he'll appreciate that. And I did, I did listen to the beginning of your episode with, I think it was with Todd, and Todd let an F-bomb slip, and you're like, oh, I've been trying to keep this PG-13 or, Yeah, that was about and, the last time
0: I tried. Yeah, it was like, ah, <laughs> oh, poor Gary, I'm going to say fuck fuck a lot (laughs) no just somewhere along the way I was like you know what this is useless it's not gonna happen I mean it's
1: it's the internet age man there's I don't think there's anything clean out there anymore.
0: Yeah, you're right. I just thought maybe, maybe there's little kids, but Mm. I'm like, well, they got to learn it somewhere. Yeah,
1: (laughs) if not at home, (laughs) why not here?
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, Speaking of PPA, professional (laughs) Peter Avalon, he's pissed off because he's wanting a shot at the ten pounds of gold against Nick Aldis. So uh, clearly, this is out of order. Still, okay. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, anyway, Nick can't make it. He's got like travel complications. So. Peter Avalon is taking advantage of his time there and just talking some smack. And he says he's going to count Nick out is what he's going to mm. do. Like, mm. we're going to have the match anyway. And you don't show up, then I'll count you out. Yeah, yeah. like a forfeiture by absence or something. Right, exactly. So Tim uh, Storm comes out, former NWA champion. Now, you probably are not familiar with him. Like, I'm you're not. Just, yeah. Um, so he when this series started, he was the champion that they kind of inherited with the NWA. Like, he was the guy holding the belt. And so, like, well, about the time it started to die out, he was the last champion. Yeah, when, when Billy purchased it, he was the guy that the was... The reigning, got yeah. it. Yeah, so it's it's spent several years just kind of like like I said, floating on the indies and stuff like that. And and he's got a very he's got
1: a very classic kind of wrestling demeanor to him, like like one of the old guys, you know, someone who's been
0: around it for a while.
1: Yeah, I was talking about.
0: Yeah, I was talking about with Maddie, I I think he he blew up more than they expected. I mean yeah, or yeah. maybe maybe they just thought he'd be that good, but he people really took to him. Like he seemed like just a respectable like. Old school guy mm. that like I don't know just something about him felt like the he's classic very all American wrestler you yeah know. exactly yeah Tim's super nice super grateful all the time now have uh, you had a chance to meet him also I have not met Tim Storm I okay. would love to but maybe maybe soon so he he's talking to Peter Avalon about you need to get some respect and blah 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 and then Peter says uh, I've got a dad so the last thing I need is some half ass fatherly advice from a washed up has been. Which is never going to be a good thing to say to somebody in wrestling because. No, um, I mean,
1: th- th- them's fighting words. Yeah,
0: and Tim's got his gear, so he says he's going to teach him some respect. <laughs> Uh, Peter says no he leaves but then Tim Storm uses his own trick and says well then I'm gonna count you out yeah good stuff I like this Tim Storm and uh, so then Peter Avalon agrees and they have a match so somehow there's a weird twist at the beginning where he tries to convince Peter Avalon to put his title shot against Nick Aldis on the line against Mm, him mm -hmm. Uh, it's a decent match but Peter Avalon starts being real dirty so giving him some nut shots
1: yeah some kicks to the groin right ref's not looking that ref is never looking when he needs to be right exactly who
0: knows who hires these guys? Yeah, Tim the opposition.
1: That's who. That's who.
0: Tim loses it and begins attacking Peter Avalon <laughs> with a chair. Don't ever say Tim Storm doesn't over deliver because he just pummels the hell out of this guy. Like it just well, keeps hitting him. He
1: he. And this is where I empathize with Tim. He he had a, a weak moment. You know, he let PPA get to him a little bit. You know, uh, I mean, several shots to the groin will do that to anyone, I suppose. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And so he he succumbed to that that frustration and then uh, just beat the snot.
0: Audible PPA with that chair. Yeah, like the crowd was chanting one more time and then you yeah. did it like 20 more times. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one, five, who's, who cares? Yeah, whatever. This guy's dead now. All right. And so that's kind of uh, how that one ends. Um, I do like that you came in only on this playlist because I think it's fun to get different perspectives. Like some people watch, like like Maddie watched all of it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I just told her to watch her playlist and she just, because I thought she even had like a pretty succinct story and she ended up watching everything they did. So it's fun to see. Like for me, if you can come in at any point, because maybe somebody is not going to go back and watch everything they've done well, and, so you know, far. It's a
1: matter of what kind of time people have available to them. Apparently,
0: why well, do people are busy? <laughs> yeah, apparently, she did. <laughs> she ever delivered? Um, yeah, she's putting me to shame. That's what my problem is so video number two i i threw it in there but it was basically just an ad for the nwa 70th anniversary yeah it was thing that's that, like 40 up. second clip yeah exactly. so
1: what's confusing to me about that is doesn't it say 2018 in the ad
0: i thought i saw that multiple times yeah i think it was in 2018 okay so it's already come and gone Will you if you watch this playlist you saw it happen like i mean you saw a match from it right
1: okay all right. Yeah. So, well, without being like immersed in it, some of those details become like interchangeable. I get know? you. No, it's fine.
0: I mean, I'm not judging you. I think I felt like you were a idiot. little no, I'm just <laughs> I it's <was
1: being, laughs> worthless, that's all.
0: No, that, it was their 70th anniversary show. It's the first show they're actually putting on.
1: What's the, what the hell were you talking about in the intro? Like the uh, is there coming something else big coming up?
0: All in happened before this. Okay. It just happened. That's where Cody won the belt. Okay. And now your playlist is basically building to this N.W.A. 70s. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. To the rematch between... I don't know
1: where I am in time.
0: No, it's okay. Just, just for... shut up and let me do the talk. No, no. <laughs> I was, <laughs> was going to say just keep smoking, whatever that is. <laughs> <You> <laughs> just let me know when you need me, gears. Yeah. be right here for you, man. All right, so video number three, what brings you to the dance? 10 Pounds of Gold, 35. 10 Pounds of Gold's the reason that the thing keeps moving along. Had I been able to go back in retrospect, I would say, like, I should have probably just done the 10 Pounds of Gold series, like on my guest catch-up playlist for anybody that wants to go back. No, I like that you're going all the way. I like that you're really digging up. I feel like you miss some good stuff when you don't watch the 10 Pounds of Gold, like some good Josephus. Uh, stuff. Yeah, and, and there's got to uh, be background, you know? Okay. Yeah. I, I was telling Maddie another thing about these two, just FYI, is that these videos come out no sooner than probably like a week apart. So some of this stuff seems like it's repetitive, but probably wouldn't have been at the time. So yeah, if when you're, you're watching you're, it real time. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, I point this out because three videos in, and I'm already at this point sick of the NWA 70 <laughs> advertisement. I'm <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, God. I know. We know it's happening. I mean, it's one thing to like really market it, but you know, if they're a week apart, you're like it's not as intrusive as it feels sometimes watching them back to back although this might be in this video the first time they mentioned that Cody is facing Aldis again it's going to be a rematch two out of three falls this video is basically just a bunch of flashbacks to that event all in mm. Cody talking about uh, what brings you to the dance he's talking about staying loyal to who you are blah 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 Nick says the most important thing for him is to get back on the horse so he goes to Manchester does a little Q&A Jeff Jarrett's there Jeff Jarrett's a former champ mm. and Nick officially makes the challenge to Cody for a rematch and and it shows his old buddy Doug Williams who he's been in a tag team with before. He was a well-known British wrestler, but like, you know, he's got kind of the story of like never being like super famous, but right? He, right. He's been in it for a long time but never took off. Right, exactly. It's kind of a cool little small show they do and they wrestle each other and um so, Yeah, it's one of those like gymnasium size shows. Right, yeah. exactly. The most important thing coming off a big loss is to get back on the horse. I don't know um, and any, any more effective way to get back on the horse than to wrestle one of the very best in the business one on one, and to win? You get to see a little bit of Cody just absorbing the fact that he, uh, absorbing the fact that he's the champion. I guess Aldis gets the win over Doug Williams, getting him back on the horse as I suppose he would say he did it (laughs) yeah he did it good job Nick (laughs) Nick says he's just getting started though and Cody uh, talks a little bit about he's going to be taking that boat around the world and that's what's next for him so
1: right yes he said he'll, he'll go anywhere yeah, you'll go to I don't I don't know what the name of the Japanese Federation is. We said you'd go there. New Japan. Yeah. New Japan.
0: All right. Yeah. now
1: Did I? I'm pretty sure I did. But did I see Diamond Dallas Page in some of those videos? You sure did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's Old uh, DDP.
0: Yeah, he was a friend of Dusty's apparently, and he escorted Cody to the ring at yeah. the All In event. And uh, yeah, you, you did. He's, he's looking good. He's yeah, looking man. Good. Some that... of them
1: are not looking great, but DDP looks all right. He's a he's a health nut, man. He's got like yeah. DDP yoga and stuff. Uh, and the, there's like an app and uh, Diamond Dallas Yoga. I like it because yeah. I mean, like I saw a picture of Lex, old Lex Luger, a little uh, while back, yeah, and he, he's been through it. Yeah, he looks very different. And you know, the the Wolfpack guys, some of them have not aged very well. Lex has, I think, had a stroke
0: or something. Yeah, too, it, and some health stuff. And yeah. All right, video number four. Who gets the first NWA World's title match? Cody's at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and David Marquez is ready. Cody does look good with the belt. I will give him that. He's Um, a good-looking guy. Yeah. So Championship Wrestling for Hollywood, if you're just jumping in, is like a place. Cody kind of mentions this in the the thing, saying that this has become like unofficial home for the NWA, Mm. like do broadcast a lot of stuff from here. It's a place out in, well, Hollywood. And and, uh, anyway, they talk a little bit about Cody's going to be a free agent soon and he can, well, like we said before, take the title anywhere. He asked David Marquez, have you heard of the multiverse theory? (laughs) And that was a great interview. Yeah. And I think he says like, I don't think I have. No, I I bet you have. Let me explain it to you, Dave. William James multiverse theory, bro. Yeah, he calls
1: out William James.
0: (laughs) Yeah, don't ever say that the NWA isn't educational, because it sure as hell is.
1: Even when they don't know it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Cody's going to defend before Nick Aldis, though, he announces. In Las Vegas, he's giving Willie Mack a shot. And then out comes old PPA again. PP. As we know, he was supposed to get a shot at Nick Aldis. It didn't happen. He got beat down by Tim Storm for his trouble. Avalon says that Aldis is yellow, and so is Cody. Yella, Yella. Yeller. That's exactly what I was just thinking. And then Nick Aldis getting back on the horse. I think in the last rewatch, Nick Aldis referenced that he and Cody were like two gunslingers and it's town ain't big uh, enough. Yeah, for the, so it's, yeah, it's pertinent. Like, yeah, I guess there's <laughs> just like a Western theme going on in this. Anyway, uh, Avalon Talks of Smack. I do appreciate Cody being very meta in this moment, mm, mm. and when Avalon starts to leave, it's like, wait a minute, you can't just leave. We all know what's supposed to happen now, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. Like, mm. I mean, you say some things to me, yeah. And yeah. Now yeah. We we're supposed to be God's physical, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, that's that's kind of nice. He does go to shake his hands, and then Cody hits his finisher on him, and that's kind of it for him. Which was very—that's
1: uh, not a move I've seen before, and it was executed with really surprising speed. Yes, that is
0: the crossroads That is Cody's finisher. He just, he went in for it and it was done before you knew it. Yeah. All right, video number five, Stranger Than Fiction, 10 pounds of gold, number 36. Cody's a traveling fighting champion now. He's all over the place. You get a little bit of behind the scenes before that championship wrestling from Hollywood appearance. And I I, I did like, uh, at one point, he shows them that his blood is still on the belt. Mm -hmm. From his win of it, because he didn't want to scrub anything, he talks a little bit about Willie Max. He doesn't have a personal issue with Willie Mack. He's just got to fight him. Uh, He thinks just part of the game. Yeah, he thinks that Willie. uh, deserves the spotlight and too so that, that that's why they chose him which is kind of cool you can't have everything be like supposed to be the most yeah. personal issue I you mean know. like you're there to wrestle and
1: you know that's what you sometimes do sometimes you just gotta he's another one like the way you, you look at him and he almost looks a little bit out of shape but he moves really really well yeah oh my god yeah,
0: yeah. he's way faster than he uh, I think he even says it in one video later about you get in there with me and you think I'm gonna move around like a dump truck yeah and yeah I start doing exactly my thing. yeah so uh uh, Cody Cody looks like he's good for exposure so I do appreciate this for the NWA I'm sure that's like part of the deal is that he, he wrestles in Ring of Honor he goes to New Japan he talks a little bit about 10 Pounds of Gold being like a time machine for him it makes him think back to his dad and the NWA and said another thing that makes him think of is the NWA at one point Finally trying to take on the WWE and losing mm. that battle. Anyway, they ask him about January 1st, 2019, because that's the day he becomes a free agent. And what's going to happen? Nobody knows. Oh, it's, he's free. It can be anything. Yeah. Well, nowadays we do know. But uh, you you may not. But he... No, I, I don't. Yeah. He and his boys started their own promotion. So now they got uh, Jacksonville Jaguars owner behind them. Okay. They have a, AEW is the name of their promotion. So they okay. started the thing. They've tried to buy Nick Aldis, but... He didn't want to leave. Anyway, they also announced Tony Schiavone's calling the main event of NWA 70. You probably recognize Tony Schiavone. He was back on the WCW pay-per-views. Like, he was yeah. one of the commentators. I'd have to I'd have to see him or hear his voice. Uh, he kind of disappeared out, really out of wrestling after WCW went under. Yeah. Anyway. Video number six. Did Tim Storm avenge his loss? And they're at Championship Wrestling from... Arizona. Flashback to the Avalon getting the chair beat down from Tim Storm. Avalon calls Tim Storm an overcooked hot dog, which ranks pretty high for me on insults I've heard. It was it series. was a good looking one, yeah, or a good, good looking one, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing like an overcooked hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> he looks
1: like an over. Yeah, it was it was apt. It was an accurate insult. I do Not, appreciate no offense. Still. Tim Storm.
0: Well, I, I appreciate, though, that Tim Storm does handle it well. He says, like, all right, yeah, man, I'm tan, I'm old, you know, yeah. eventually somebody's going to find, yeah, yeah, get something new.
1: Yeah. That, that old yeah. gas station hot dog that's been there for about six months. Tim that that'd be a good, like,
0: nickname for him.
1: The gas station Tim, hot dog. The gas station <laughs> hot dog storm. <laughs> the hot dog storm. <laughs> all the wieners all right the wiener thunderclap i'm just gonna keep going with this for the next
0: minute. No, how much longer we got less than the cat <laughs> <laughs> definitely leaving that in yeah good all right so uh, tim tim says uh you know avalon's telling him like oh if you touch me again you're gonna get fined yada 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 and tim storm says well i'll pay you in lessons because i'm a teacher and uh, get ready to learn turns out is uh he says he's going to teach him in life lessons is mm-hmm. actually what he said because i was surprised suspect yeah turns out It's a wrestling match though is what he's really doing because I thought it might be life lessons like invest early. or (laughs) Plan for retirement. Always keep learning. (laughs) Believe in yourself. (laughs) Tip your bartenders. Tim doesn't even make it to the ring this time. Avalon attacks him with the chair, gives him a beat down, starts to pummel him around the arena. But still
1: no consequences for Avalon.
0: No, no, no. The the fine was only for Tim if he hits him with a chair, I guess. I don't know. Uh, They finally get in the ring and Tim mounts a comeback. I guess the ref still decided to start the match. Tim... uh, is that ref? I know. Tim starts to lose it again he grabs a chair Avalon's like begging it on like come on hit me hit me Tim thinks better of it when he turns around to throw the chair out he gets rolled up Avalon uses the ropes for leverage and gets the pin in the quickest count ever yeah <laughs> there's a little girl in that crowd by the way who is just shocked like she's got <laughs> her hands on her head and her eyes are wide like she cannot believe this shit yeah,
1: I remember <laughs> yeah, yeah. what the hell the audacity <laughs> <laughs> she like eight yeah she's like eight I just wanted <laughs> her to be like this is
0: bullshit <laughs> ref uh, what you f- <laughs> it's like the first time she's ever been disappointed in her life it's just like this is too much she doesn't believe girl. in anything anymore <laughs> Tim chases Avalon out with the chair Joe golly. Gally Joe Gally. Gally, I always mispronounce his name for some reason. He's on a little stinger here. He says he's going to be lead play-by-play man at NWA 70. Tony will be there for the main event, but the color commentator gets announced, and it's Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette is old-school wrestling manager. About the time you watched it, he would have like, managed a guy like Yokozuna or something like that. Oh, I mean, wow, yeah. Yokozuna. <laughs> yeah. Bring it back. He used to carry around a tennis racket all the time. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he's good at smash. Talk like mm. he's just a great talker. So I was super excited to see this. What's funnier about it is back on Maddie's list when it flashes back to the NWA. First, they, they do a little flashback of Billy Corgan purchasing it. Jim Cornette has a podcast, and on there they're making fun of Billy Corgan. Oh. Like, why would you buy this? Like, what are you even getting out of this? It's dead. Let it die. But now here, Jim mm. Cornette is. He's going to be showing up on the show. Tables turning everywhere. Oh, and the answer to that title of the video, no. Uh, Tim Storm did not avenge his loss. He tried. Next video is Jazz defends the NWA Women's Championship at NWA 70. I like Jazz. Yeah, Jazz is a new competitor. I mean, so she's another one who did technically have the Women's Championship at the time that Billy purchased it, but they kind of at the time deactivated everything. Mm. All Mm -hmm. other outlets that were using the names, you couldn't use it. No champions except for Tim Storm has the one belt, and that's all we've got. This is their first time bringing in somebody new now with a new title. She was the champion, just like Tim Storm was, and so they're letting her keep it. The real me, well, the jazz. I don't give sh** and I
1: don't give a And you'll see exactly who I am and what I've done for this business as a woman. And as a black woman, you damn sure can't take from me. So, Billy Corrigan, you better tell my opponent to have a together because I'm not laying down for nobody.
0: Jazz is a jazz is a bad bad lady. Oh yeah. Um. She um. She got them cuffs. Yeah. She's a corrections officer. She she, she was in WWE. She was a women's champion over there. Like she's she's been around. Yeah. And she says shit a lot. Mm. <laughs> so right. Taking no shit. Don't take no shit. Opponent better have her shit together. <laughs> so if I was ever worried about like the cursing on this podcast, I mean they they yeah. Do they if, is, I yeah. mean if they're watching the the videos. <laughs> She's the baddest bitch. Her words, not mine. Just saying. <laughs> and uh, Jazz seems like a bad lady though. Like I, I, and, I like. In the her. most fun way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you want to you want to see her whip somebody's yeah, ass. Yeah, go whip that ass, Jazz. Uh the next video is No Walls, No Fear, Ten Pounds of Gold, 37. Damn, Cody won the uh, WGP US Championship at New Japan. Uh their fighting spirit unleashed event. He beat a guy named Juice Robinson for Juice. it. Juice. We get to see a bit of their match. It looks kind of fun. Juice Juice says he just uh, got cocky, and Cody uh, out-wrestled him, and now Cody's collecting belts. There's a nice little uh, press conference with Cody. He talks about that two out of three falls thing, and you know, just, just a little build-up. Cody seems nice enough, but he's also very confident. And
1: Yeah, well, and I mean, that, that confidence comes from knowing who you are and what you're about, you know? Yeah. And, uh, like, he's genuine.
0: He's authentic. Agreed. Which makes him a perfect fit for this stuff, I think. He talks about how that things are about to change. That there's no walls in the industry, and there are more wrestlers with no fear now. The world's wide open. Anybody can be anywhere. I think. He, I think he did use the term "glass ceiling" at one point, And I thought, Cody, do you know,
1: <laughs> do you know what that means? <laughs> uh,
0: well, so he's he's basically saying 2019 is about to blow your mind. I mean, the wrestling industry, I and mean, one of the parts that's changed about it from back when we loved it mm. most, like you know, maybe like in the 90s yeah yeah when before. we were younger the only place to work has been WWE like if you wanted to actually if make money if you want to money. get attention yeah. yeah. yeah make money make a name all of that. You got to go there and you just got to have to got to sign with a major label. Yeah. And you got to do what they say, how they say it, be scripted, yep, all of that stuff. It's all in your contract. Exactly. And so they've, wrestlers had lost a lot of agency, I think about them. They're supposed to be like larger than life, like badasses. You don't think of them Them being like subservient. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. They're supposed to be outlaws. Yeah. Wrestling had lost a little bit about it. And so
1: like that, that gunslinger thing that was going through the the back and forth, like that's, that's
0: apt, you know, they are, they're, they're self-determining they're you know so now there's other options popping up and you can make a living doing what you want to do and not have to go sign on for that big paycheck and because you can't live otherwise yep, being walls a wrestler are coming down so the next video is nick aldis gets ready for nwa 70 and there is uh hey it's royce isaacs uh royce the guy nick aldis faces in this matchup here and i like that guy a lot yeah. i met him at crockett cup he's a really cool guy he's actually jennifer's uh my wife's favorite wrestler right it's, now like so he. what
1: is crockett cup
0: that's uh, another nwa event that comes up after this okay. one. okay okay yeah it's coming down the line it's uh called crockett cup because not to get too deep in the weeds here but crockett family was known in wrestling they owned Georgia Championship wrestling that oh, later yeah. evolved into WCW. So it's like a legacy and, thing. Yeah, it's a legacy thing and the Crockett Cup was a tag team tournament which is going okay. to come up later. So NWA will be dipping into the tag team realm eventually here. Uh Royce is taunting Nick at the beginning of this match. He's kind of funny. They're like don't I look it doesn't bother you. Come on. Where's your belt? Where's Where's your your belt? belt? (laughs) He's such a dick. Uh, But long story short, Royce loses with a powerbomb into the Kingsland Cloverleaf. Gets him every time. He was distracted by his manager, by something on their phone or something. And I don't don't really understand. When will the managers learn to just stay out well, yeah it. just butt out until you got to do something dirty and then get in there exactly anyway aldis looking good he looks ready he's back on another horse i guess <laughs> many horses many horses. The many horses of nick aldis nick, nick be riding horses next video is destination nwa 70 10 pounds of gold 38 nick is a beast man it shows him like lifting some weights that i'll never even yeah Oh, it, it was uh, one video clip where he's throwing
1: – he's in the, the bullpen throwing balls and throwing <laughs> – yeah, You know, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. And I – You know, slinging you know, balls. That's what they say, he's right? Dipping and tag teaming. And when you go outside in the yeah.
0: backyard, you know –
1: Chuck a couple nuts. (laughs) Come on, son. You want to go sling some balls? (laughs) It was like, I'm watching that. It was the first time I realized just how far a pitching mound is from
0: home plate. It looked insane, right? Yeah. Man, I don't know if I could do that. I will say, Cody mentioned earlier on in that press conference back in one of the other prior Mm -hmm. videos that, you know, this does not favor Nick Aldis being a two out of three falls match because Nick is some big behemoth. And Cody's like, uh, you know, I'm carrying less weight, basically. And so it's not good for you if it goes the distance. Yeah. So he may be right because that's, that's science. But they are, they are (laughs) both. (laughs) That's just how it works. They are both in
1: clearly peak physical condition though. And uh, you know, I also don't know like how does Cody manage to move in those like, Three-piece suits. Man, I, they are like real custom.
0: Yeah, like it's got to be made molded of, onto his yeah, body. It's
1: like nanotechnology. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. You can't even throw a football in this suit. Yeah, it's uh, insane. I don't know. I feel like he would just like rip right out of him <laughs> every time he like tried to raise his arm up or something. <sighs> You get a little bit on Willie Mack. He wants his name alongside the greats. That's one of my favorite parts about this belt, though, is that they immediately, every time somebody gets a chance to go for it, they just start listing off names that have held this belt. They want to be, like, right alongside there. And Cody, again, you know, I mentioned he was kind of confident, but seemed nice enough, but he's admitting, like, openly in this video that he has things handed to him. He's talking about that everybody thinks of Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes is, like, son of a plumber, you Mm -hmm. know, and he was the everyman. He's like, I'm not that dude. Yeah, like, I I didn't grow up the son of a son of a plumber. Like I grew up with an extremely rich wrestling father, very well respected. He's like, I had the stuff, yeah. anything I yeah. needed to get good at this, it was there for me. And he doesn't want to rest on that. He wants to wants to prove who, who he is. Yeah, Willie uh, has a fantastic story too. I thought it was kind of a cool thing. They're like, talking about how he went through like the foster system and mm. homelessness and all that stuff. But he like pulled himself up and is started beating up people in a row. Yeah, <laughs> a ring. that's what you got to do. You just got to get out there and hit people. Life lesson, kids. A lot of talking up of Willie from Cody and Aldis in this. They both talk about how he deserves to have his self, his name out there. I do like, though, that Cody, still at the end, is like, oh, he has a great story, and it's, it's really important. It's just that it doesn't end with him with yes, the championship. Like, <laughs> a lot of respect to the guy. I'm still going to own
1: his ass. Yeah,
0: that's a just a clever way to lay that out there (laughs) it's a very diplomatic yeah exactly so the next video is cody rhodes versus willie mack and and this goes to what you were saying before willie is just so super freaking athletic like you just he does not look like he should be able to do the stuff he's doing like he does like a handstand on the ropes like Mm -hmm. just moving his legs back and forth and just i can't remember what him. it was he
1: did in that first video but when i saw it it's not at all what i expected out of this guy
0: yeah you wouldn't look at him and think how i this match is a really fast, fast ballerina yeah, yeah they're going fast and hard brandy is something else though she's out there again she gives cody the water that he uses and throws it in willie's face and anyway they, they do a little she she's just shady sometimes yeah. like it's his wife just leading them astray. Cody put on the water. So anyway, Willie Mac goes for a frog splash. Cody gets his knees up, and then that injures Willie enough that Cody hits the crossroads, and it's over. Now we get into some good stuff here too because I wanted you to I wanted to make sure you did at least get a video with old Josephus. Old Josephus. Josephus' spiritual journey to NWA seventy. The spiritual advisor's back. You haven't really seen her, so you don't see much of the spiritual advisor here. You just see her kind of walking down a road, I guess. Did you see Josephus setting up a table? He's got sage, two pictures in front of him, mm-hmm. probably some other organisms art. Uh, yeah, and uh, sure. He's one of
1: my regular clients. Uh, Right, exactly. Uh,
0: I wish you could see more of Josephus, because he's just like the quirkiest of all of the NWA characters. There there was the one video at the beginning of Playlist 7, I think, that was... I think the first one was Josephus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's true. So he's he's just an interesting cat. I, I really dig him. And I'm super... Maddie and I also had this discussion, because she thinks... That I'm a weirdo because I'm super attracted to the spiritual advisor. Something about her, I was like, and she's like, she looks like an alien. She's <laughs> and, like, and that uh, appeals to you. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, maybe, maybe I like aliens.
1: He's like into aliens and shit.
0: Right, right. You're wearing an X-File shirt. I, right am, I am. I'm proud of this shirt. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so the War Kings, Crimson, and Jack Stan are going to be taking on Josephus and whoever he announces. Josephus says in Nashville the kingdom will envelop crimson oh it shows a picture of the advisor and another lady so crimson you you weren't in on the backstory because it happened playlists ago but mm. basically josephus recruited crimson to try to take out nick Aldous, and uh, crimson ended up turning on him and uh, yeah well that nick drama he's a charming fella he is <laughs> well him and crimson
1: go way back i guess so well then what was josephus thinking i don't I mean know. why would he i guess i mean i guess loyalty doesn't go very far that's anywhere. how evil
0: works he's gonna throw a bunch of stuff at the yeah. wall see what yeah sticks, whatever just, yeah. yeah just planting seeds so the next video up is jim Cornette uh on the legacy of 10 pounds of gold uh so he so he kind of goes into uh nwa as a concept he said like back in the day it was like coke or kleenex it's a trade name but it was identified with the greatest in pro wrestling Man, he has this, uh, I, I guess he calls it his vault, uh, just like his whole top level of his house is just like magazines and posters and just like, this guy has, in my journey to learn more about the NWA, this guy's forgotten more than I'll ever know, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um he talks about being a kid and just studying the TV, and the first time he saw wrestling, and it's just like live action, one take, movie fight scenes, colorful personalities that just won him over immediately. Feast
1: for the senses,
0: exactly. But he talks about uh, a little how the NWA worked back then. He was talking about it was never ever really dead because it was never ever like one company. It was always an organization of different companies coming yeah, just together under to one agree. banner. Yeah. yeah. But he talked about back in the day, like you'd see the champion once every several months because it was special. If the NWA champion showed up in your town defending, I mean, it sold out and it was a big deal. Yeah. One thing I thought was neat was he was talking about it wasn't even just about money back then because it was validation for your career because the best in the industry and the biggest minds in the industry had voted that you are the man, you know, people can tell you all day long that. You're great. This is like the real validation of like, no, you are the best. They've decided you're best for business and you're the reason that things work. It wasn't that generous donation you made. Right, exactly. I'm sure that never happened. Next video is Josephus' shocking team to answer NWA 70 challenge. So they're going up against the War Kings, Crimson and Jack stain This is a weird video. I don't know if you remember. It's just Josephus with a microphone and talking at the camera, and it randomly repeats in weird moments. Mm. Josephus is just a, he's just an interesting personality. Yeah, he's a, he's a universe unto himself. It is true. Well, I'm here because I've been called to accept that challenge. And I will lead a pair of enlightened souls against the animals team. And we will meet your team with equal force, Mr. Animal. And if you wanna bring violence, we will guarantee, we will guarantee, we will guarantee violence. Given my history with the Crimson Man, him being one of my former brethren, former brethren, former brethren. I've reached out to the NWA to ask them for a match beyond rules, and they have agreed to my stipulation for a match beyond rules. Thank you, Mr. Billy, Mr. Billy. Uh, so he's says he's bringing in two ladies to fight crimson and jack stain how exciting for crimson and (laughs) stain hollywood and the spiritual advisor are their names crimson and jack stain like two of the biggest biker looking i think they're both like ex-military like dudes with animal from the road warriors or legion of doom Mm. he's their manager and all right uh nick aldis final match before nwa 70 is the next video and it's uh nick aldis versus christopher daniels christopher daniels is a guy who's Been around for a long time too. Uh, Always on the independent scene, usually never had like huge success in like a major promotion, I don't think.
1: And maybe that's for the better, you know, like you get too big and eventually you're old
0: hat, right? If you never blow, you stick around longer, potentially. That's a good point. Maybe that's true. Yeah. Um, And I know that if you get a lot of exposure, that you have to constantly reinvent yourself, then, right? Like because Cause people get tired of you. Exactly, the person who's like probably most famous for that now, right? I would say is like, you, do you know Chris Jericho? Oh yeah, yeah. Like every time you see him again, like he'll disappear for a little while and he Mm -hmm. comes back and his personality is shifted in some way or just something about his character is a totally different thing.
1: And then, I mean, there are uh, there are some that that kind of maintain their thing throughout and still last. I mean, like Bret Hart, Ric Flair, these guys, you know. Yeah, that's true. Everyone loves Bret
0: Hart heartbreak kid <clears throat> yeah well no that was sean michaels oh that was i
1: was thinking sean michaels you're right bastard. you're right no, you're I'm, right. no I'm, I'm a douche
0: no it's funny though too because uh you, you mentioned rick flair and that's uh in that jim Cornette video one of the things i, I like too is he talks a little bit about dusty Rhodes and rick flair in there and he's saying that what was interesting is like that worked for both of them in different ways was that dusty was was the everyman he represented mm. who all the people were but Ric Flair, they hated him because he was who they wished they were. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, he was who everyone wanted to be. Yeah, exactly. So Christopher Daniels goes for an Angel's Wings into an and Nick reverses it into an Alabama Slam, then slaps on that cloverleaf, and Nick wins again. Third horse conquered. Nick <laughs> Nick Aldis, <laughs> where's he getting these horses? Uh, the national treasure, Nick Aldis, is mounting a win streak here. I said melting. In but, um, to his horse. Yeah, melting a win streak and horses. <laughs> uh, the next video is a NWA National Championship reveal. They're introducing third belt now. Mm. So um, this is going to be like the, I would say probably it's like the middle tier. Like If you got the world's championship, this is the national championship. Yeah. So what they're going to do in NWA 70 is have two four-way matches and the winners of those two matches will face each other for this new belt man it's getting complicated yeah, look at that. Oh, uh, the lineups were revealed. There's Colt Cabana, Mike Pero. Um They give you get a little bit of a backstory on everybody. Colt's been in the series before. He's faced off against Nick Aldis already, and he's kind of famous for being like one of the biggest like independent wrestlers. Like he just never signs with like a major company, but he is big on. I was gonna say self promotion, but it makes it sound like I'm saying he's like, like he's a, a douche. Yeah, yeah, like he's a douche. No, he's just a guy who was. Always oh, really good at marketing. Like yeah, yeah. He put so out his t shirts. Free agent, is, also. Yeah. That kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mike Perro is one of the guys. Uh, he's one of the, it focuses a little on him being openly gay because I think in wrestling, that's still not something that has been. Yeah, I guess that's true. That yeah. You don't hear about that.
1: Like, ever
0: yeah i mean it's it's that anytime it has been brought up it's brought up as a joke you know what i mean like they have some character who's overly flamboyant a cartoon yeah Yeah. exactly and so this is just a a guy yeah it's just his life yeah. yeah and he's a gay guy uh, Sammy Guerva is another one of the guys. He's like big on YouTube, apparently. So he's like a YouTuber that became a wrestler. Oh, that's and, wild. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jay Bradley's another guy. He's just real big. <laughs> he's just large. He's a, he's just an arrogant heel, <laughs> big guy. Uh, Willie Mack, he's going to be in the national championship Thing. Ricky Starks, uh, Sam Shaw. He's drawing some pictures and stuff. He's an artist. Ooh. And uh, Scorpio Sky is the last guy. And then they show you the belt, which is a very unique-looking belt. Mm. It's uh, not like other belts. I will say that. Just <laughs> I remember good. the time it came out, it was heavily criticized. Like People were just like, I don't oh, they, get it. Not happy with it? Yeah, just no. not.
1: Yeah, that is kind of odd-looking. It's, uh, it's red leather.
0: It is. It's red leather and... Instead of like, you know, all belts, all the championship belts always have like this circular plate you think yeah, of Yeah, it's now. like the, the buckle, yeah. kind of, the buckle of it. Yeah, and now this one's just got the United States.
1: Yeah, well, are those other countries going around it, or is it, it's just the, the continental U.S.? It's the continental U.S., <sighs> and there's, looks like eagles or something there on the side. Okay, yeah, I couldn't tell if, if that was maybe because America. Because yeah, America, um, there's a star on it.
0: Maybe like a starfish or something? Maybe a little cowboy. <laughs> starfish. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's a star. Yeah. That, that was us looking at a picture of the national championship. All right. And uh, the next video, in good hands, 10 pounds of gold, 39. Cody has one of his suits on. This suit jacket is very flashy like it's mm. got like all kinds of weird designs on it it's very interesting it's a little it's a little louder than his usual affair exactly you see Bill after awarding Cody with a wrestler of the year award and uh you get to see Cody doing some signings talking to Ted DiBiase, who who's the million dollar man so it's cool to see him brushing up with people. It shows him with Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega, who Kota is big in New Japan. Kenny's part of his AEW crew now starting that company up. Anyway, lots more build up in this one. Nick, at the end, though, this is where he sits down and is talking about the match and uh, making his points. And at the, towards the end of that list of points, he says he could have had Brandy barred from ringside mm. since she got involved last time. But and, he's the bigger man. Yeah, well, he says what's best for business is probably her being out there. But now he's going to be prepared. He has an insurance policy. And there is some lady legs there. Mm. So this is really it. I mean, we go into Cody versus Nick 2, 10 pounds of gold. Number 40 is the actual match between the two of them. I'm probably going to go into detail on a separate podcast about the whole event of nwa 70 but the essential stuff to know are that willie mack ends up winning the little tournament to become the first ever national champion good for willie uh, yeah good for willie jazz uh defeats penelope ford and retains her title
1: all right jazz
0: and uh nick aldis with camille uh who is his insurance policy insurance policy he defeats cody and wins the two out of three falls match and regains the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And another horse. And another horse, right. Yeah, Cody uh, tries to roll him up and Nick reverses it and Cody looks as depressed as we've ever seen Cody look. He just sits on the ramp, just staring at the ring. He just was like, real happy with that belt, and uh, you know, he didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, he says he uh, it shows him backstage on the Ten Pounds of Gold one. The, the, the playlist has the actual whole match, but the Ten Pounds of Gold kind of gives highlights and then a backstage thing. And and Cody is just like, "Well, I'm not happy. You no. know, <laughs> it's not a good day." <laughs>
1: I mean, what do you expect?
0: Specifically, I overshot myself. I had too much going on with TV stuff and like oh, too much attention. Oh, don't start rolling out the excuses. And Cody. he says, he actually says in there, he's like, but all of those are excuses and that's me complaining. So, Nick Aldis was the better man yeah, tonight. You know, he's <laughs> got to have his chance to lick his wounds. Yep, exactly. So, then the very final video on this playlist is down the road 10 pounds of gold, 41. A lot of Cody again. He's Got his like hoodie pulled up over his head and he's walking out into the parking lot to leave. He ends up signing some stuff for people, and one of the fans like comes up to him and is like, Hey man, I'm really sad you lost, but you guys tore the house down. He's like, Yeah, I'm sad I lost too. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> fucking remind me about it. <laughs> it shows Willie Mack winning the national title, Jazz uh her successful defense. Shows uh Nick meeting Dory Funk, who was uh, also a former champion that held that belt, older fella now, and given his acknowledgement. Of Nick being the man now, uh, yeah, yeah, and, uh, paying his respects, yeah, paying his respects, and so that was kind of cool. Yeah, you just kind of see Cody looking bummed out, but um uh, somebody does ask him, "Like, you think you're gonna fight again?" And he says, "That's really a fan kind of thing." Oh. He's like, "Oh, if, he's yeah. gonna fight again." Yeah. He's well, gonna, I mean, if he's gonna fight Nick Aldis again, uh, well,
1: even that. I mean, this clearly, this guy is not the kind to just like let the new guy have it. Right. Know? It means too much to him.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Well, that pretty much wraps it up. Now we're uh, we're through NWA seventy, and in this one, you get an advertisement for the Crockett Cup, also, which we mentioned earlier. And so, that's the next milestone event for the NWA, which we will build up to in next week's playlist with a new guest. Overall, like, what did you think when watching this? Like. Were you just like, I can't believe I got wrapped up in this? (laughs) (laughs) Why did I say yes? Uh, No, no, no. I mean, it was, um,
1: you know, in a lot of ways, it's very much like, you know, any other wrestling you've seen. Um, but. We we did talk briefly about how it's a little bit more minimalist, a little bit more self-respecting. It's interesting that they can take a more grounded approach and still have characters that are larger than life. And what's also interesting to me is that Jazz has enough time and energy
0: outside of being a corrections officer to get in there and <laughs> do that. That's got to be exhausting. Yeah, that's crazy. And 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 who would ever mess with her? Because then you'd be like, I've seen her beat people. Yeah, up. like they stuff. got they, cable in there. They know. Yeah, they know. Do you, Do you I think the prison it's... like buys the pay-per-view matches for (laughs) for that's a good question i mean because that seems like only fair yeah (laughs) like you guys want to see her go yeah let's do it let's watch her beat the hell out of somebody all right well jp thank you so much for doing this gary i'm always
1: thrilled when you invite me to participate in this or your your companion podcast uh the
0: psychotronic Oh yes, at Psychotronic Pod for anybody curious. Tell everybody where they can find you and your wonderful art, because everybody should go follow JP. Hit him up about wrestling crap. I print, uh,
1: I print t-shirts uh, if, if people like t-shirts. Uh, it's not just—I I think we covered photography more than anything else, but yeah, you oh, know, yeah I, do, we, I do t-shirts if, if people are interested in that. Uh, got a really cool Mark Zuckerberg me. design going on. <laughs> I'm, I'm very clear about my thoughts about Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, but it's a lot uh, of fun.
0: If you also are not a fan, then yeah. you might like that. Uh, he's
1: a fucking douche you can find me on instagram at at symbol other organisms that's o-t-h-e-r-o-r-g-a-n-i-s-m-s at other organisms that's pretty much it for social media there is a link in my gallery to my etsy shop so people are free to drop in there and See if they see anything that they like or just, you know, hang out and
0: watch me do my thing on the, uh, the old IG. That's some good stuff, man. JP is a very talented individual, so I'm happy to have his perspective on the NWA. Also, thanks to all of you beautiful people for listening. Uh, if you want to be especially generous, more generous than you've already been, we're... On the social media I am at Rock and Roll Gary all spelled out. The podcast is at the NWA pod, pretty much everywhere, even on facebook.com slash the NWA pod. I hesitate to mention that in front of JP right now. But but also if you feel, if you're feeling kind go over to iTunes, give us a five star review. We really like those. If you're not going to give five those, just stay away. That helps us get in front of more people. I appreciate all the people listening. Also, I mean, did you mention,
1: I kind of checked out there for just half a second. Did you mention your YouTube channel where they can find that?
0: Oh yeah, I should say yeah, it's all at youtube.com slash the NWA pod. Thank you for being here for this (laughs) because (laughs) there, there you can find all the curated playlists the stuff that the we've been talking stuff. about Exactly for last So you can watch those Then listen to the corresponding episode It's a real nice system I've got going yeah. there And I learned that the hard way Because like the first two guests It was just like Hey you should watch this video This video This mm-hmm. video and I'm like he's sent me 30 links Yeah I'm like I can, I can do this better So, so it was, Yeah it was a smart move Yeah it's all there for you to check out Again Thank you so much for listening At the NWA pod You guys uh, I don't have a really good closing for that So thanks That's my mama Don't leave that in there.